0: My name's Scott Weatherly, and I'm the host of 20th Century Geek, the podcast that looks at all aspects of geek and pop culture from the 20th century. Whether by myself or with an amazing guest, 20th Century Geek delivers full movie series retrospectives, classic comic reviews and discussions, interviews with those that created and contributed to 20th century pop culture, and everything else in between. 20th Century Geek is your one-stop shop for retro geek talk. Find us on iTunes, Spotify and all other podcast catchers.
1: I work in the sewer, it's a very hard job. You know
2: they won't hire just any old slob. You don't have to... Hello, everybody, a a welcome to another episode of cold. Indie Comic Spotlight, the show where we do a deep dive into an ongoing series or graphic novel from a company other than the big two. And today, we're throwing off the yokes. There's no yokes on us. There's no big two holding us down. We're going super indie. We're going creative corner. We're going deep, deep into the reaches of the internet for our favorite kind of art, independent art made by awesome people. And so I'll go around the horn and introduce people. So once again, here on Creator Corner, I have a guest host with me, friend of the podcast, the melodious voice, actor, podcaster, man of many talents, Spider Dan. Hello, friend.
0: A man of many talents, and master of none. I will say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you again, Tony. It's always good being here, hearing your voice, and and sharing and promoting good art. I love a good bit of art, oh, um, art forms of all kinds, music, whatever. So anything I can do to kind of help promote that or celebrate it, um, I'm always very welcome. And and we've got a we've got a doozy to celebrate today. Oh. We do. Absolute doozy. I
2: have hot takes. I have hot takes. I read this book and I was like, "Oh, I have hot takes." And then I read it again. And I'm like, "Hmm." And then, as luck would have it, we're gonna have the cre- the creative team is here, Dan. We get to ask our hot takes, but we're gonna keep it spoilerific free because this is a Kickstarter that that we're promoting. So, absolutely. So we'll we'll start with the artist first because he's you've heard his voice when Dan and I talked about Santa Claus punching Nazis. I have I've I. By the way, the first time I ran across Gavin's art, which I didn't tell him last time, was in um, slash Samurai Slasher, Mike Garvey's brilliant book. You were on that. I love that. I was a backer of that. I love that book. Mark, Mike has been on the show a few times. Gavin, welcome back. I forgot to tell you when we talked last time how much I love Samurai Slasher. Gavin, hi. It, oh,
3: hello. I love that book, too. That, oh, yeah. that book's absolutely
2: amazing. absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mike's such a good guy. I met him in MLG they were, when they were talking about Final Halloween.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, amazing those get. guys yep.
2: Those guys are great. So Gavin, how are you doing, man? Welcome back.
3: Oh, good. Yeah.
2: thanks I'm having so, me. Hey, thanks for doing You set this up. This is all you. So um, so Gavin, though, we all heard, there'll be a link in the show notes so you can go back to listen to Dan and I talk to Gavin about his comic book origin story on Santa Claus versus Nazis. So before we get into The Bird, this amazing book that you are all going to back that I'm going to back, everybody's going to back, let's talk to the writers. We'll go up first. Sarah, welcome to Indie Comic Spotlight.
4: Hi. Thanks for having me.
2: It's super exciting to have you here. I appreciate that. The nice thing, like the thing that's amazing for me, like the comic nerd, little comic book nerd me is like, oh, people are like, hey, we want to talk about our comic book. And here's a free digital copy. You're like, why? What did I do? I'm not that good. But thank you for letting me get my dirty hands on it. Um, So So I appreciate this. And so before we start talking about The Berg, I would love for everybody to hear your little Sarah. She's into comic books. Tell everybody her, tell everybody that story.
4: Uh, Well, I suppose I, I don't know, like a lot of people started with stuff like the, a lot of people in England, Britain anyway, started with stuff like the Beano when I was little, um, 2000 AD, they were just always sort of there. Um, And I was lucky enough to, um, well, um, live in a city with a decent comic book shop that, Um, when I discovered it through a friend let me buy all kinds of age inappropriate shit like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac um, and (laughs) recognition Um, so I was kind of reading them throughout my childhood into my adulthood Um, yeah befriended some people uh, George Joy and Rob Burton with whom I'm in um, a kind of comics cooperative called Mindstain and we had been going around various cons for a year um, and met Fraser at I believe it was Aberdeen Um, and then we got sort of became friends started talking about comics and then made one Um, so yeah that's my origin story.
2: Oh, I love that. I love that story. So I love the idea of a comics collective. I think that's such a cool, awesome thing. So Fraser, let's hear you. So Fraser's the final voice of the creative team. Not the creative because you guys have a letterer and a colorist too, but of the creative team, we share. Fraser, hello. How you doing? So very well. So let's hear your version of it. And by the way, I love that Sarah's like age-inappropriate shit. That's how we all learned about life, was in age-inappropriate comic books. That is just a fact. So Fraser, your version of the story. So you're young, young Fraser reads the Beano and the Dandy and maybe some other age appropriate shit. How do you end up in that place where you got to meet Sarah?
5: Yeah, well, I mean, comics wise, I don't really remember a time where I, I wasn't reading comics. All my family, my older relatives always brought me comics to keep me quiet, I guess. Uh, the, the first one I remember getting was actually a magazine called Look and Learn. Was an educational comic book, uh, which was okay to buy your kids, but it had in the centre pages a comic strip called the Trigan Empire, which was this beautifully painted uh, space sci-fi version of of uh, the Roman myths, uh, 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 the 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 birth of the Roman Empire. So and from there, uh, it it went to do. There was like a newsagents that had like remaindered comics that had come over from the States as, like, ballast and crates. So it was, like, five pence for a tatty old comic and stuff. So, yeah, I just, yeah, and then, you know, I just went from there uh, collecting comics as a kid, fell out of it maybe for a little while as a teenager and then got back into it in a major way in, in my late teens and then really was just a fan for a long time and I didn't make any comics uh, myself until relatively recently, seven or eight years ago, I started making my own comics and started going to conventions and, and uh, you know, indie comic fairs and stuff like that. And that's where I met uh, Sarah and uh, and the guys from Mindstain and Gav and loads of other people uh, that I've since, uh, you know, become friends with and make comics with.
2: That's amazing. I I love, I mean, this is the thing, right, Dan, this is how it is, right? This is how art works. You just, you go, you do, you follow your passion and look, here it is. Hmm.
0: And you meet, you meet wonderful, wonderful people as you share that passion, I think. And, and it, it builds and it, it just, it's, it's a nice big snowball of creative talent and friendship and i uh, you know in podcasting that's happened for me and you know it inspires more and more people as well it's it's amazing and i am i'm just i'm always in awe of these stories they're so amazing this kind of creative output that just kind of again snowballs into something absolutely phenomenal I uh, like the book we're going to talk about oh, shortly.
2: for sure. And so that, what I'd love to hear though is, okay, so the process, we want to talk process a little bit. So you guys wrote it together. So having, I'd love to hear Sarah and Fraser talk about that process of, of how that happened and then how, and obviously through mine saying you met Gavin and, that, and through the cons and everything, but like when you wrote it, did you write it with him in mind or were you writing it? And then you're like, you know, who'd be sweet for this? Was it a, you know, was it a team effort when you get Colin and JP to do the other stuff? Like just the, well, you know, how, whoever wants to start, I'd love to hear from the writers and then we'll rope in Gavin. Sure. Uh, yeah, this, this sort of
5: came about after a, uh, convention in Glasgow I think I'd known Sarah for a little while and we were having a drink afterwards and we just started talking about maybe writing something together which I've, I haven't really done before with comics I've done it before with other things but not with comics and then it took a while uh, you know for various reasons but we ended up sort of knuckling down and doing it and then I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Sarah take up uh, how we did it and, and how we ended up looking for an artist. Okay, Sarah, I'll let you take that one. Take that
4: one. Yeah, um, so we were um, just thinking about we was kind of exchanging ideas at first on um, um, via email. And I think in, initially in the pub, I think, because I've be, watched this amazing documentary about Fatbergs, Called Fatberg, Secret of the Sewers, and I was I did, there was something sort of kind of carpenteresque about this big hideous thing that sort of um, lent itself well to imagining, you know, what if it was sentient? What if it was actively malevolent? <laughs> um, and you know, I love all that kind of gross horror about the kind of and body horror and the idea of people as just a kind of series of pipes and um um, you know vulnerable meaty bits that can be variously damaged and subverted and outraged and transfigured um so yeah I was talking about this in the pub in Glasgow and yeah I think Fraser suggested we kind of both suggested we could write something together and then yeah we would kind of kicking ideas back and forth on email and just writing the script in a dropbox um, kind of going back and forth like over each other's work and ideas it was Fraser who came up with the characters I would say Um, because I think I have a habit of just like sort of endlessly refining a kind of vibe which is nice but it doesn't really get shit done (laughs) um but um I hope Fraser really kind of did the work like right you know these are the people this is you know their um their lives their foibles their weaknesses their secrets and then we just kind of yeah ran with that
5: Okay, so yeah, we I mean we would just do it bit by bit. I would do a bit, then Sarah would do a bit. Uh and you know, before you before you know it, we had a we had a script. And really, when we were looking for an artist, uh Calvin was at the top of the list. Uh and uh it was just a question of trying to save up some money uh to uh, you know to, to, to fund that. And it, there was there was a sort of period where you know, like Sarah and I were both sort of busy doing other things. I I, I get sick for a while, so that delayed it. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, at, the, at the end in uh, the end up uh, where we approached Gavin, who we were delighted was uh, was able to do it. And really, that was you know we just sort of did it piece by piece before we finished the script sort of uh, finessed that a bit. Then we spoke to Gavin, got Gavin on board, and then it was just a wait, really, until Gavin had said had the time to get the, the artwork done. And we never really thought about, you know, we just thought about it stage by stage, really. Uh, but once once it was done, uh, and, uh, you know, Gavin, I'm sure, I want to uh, do a shout-out for JP, who helped him, JP Jordan, who helped him. Uh, flat some of the artwork uh, yes thank you JP yeah and uh, which, we, which I think you'll agree Gavin help speed up the process a bit it is
3: the worst flatting like yeah, I've, it's, it's a laborious process it's, it's paint by numbers but just offloading just that little bit to him which feels terrible because he's a fantastic colorist in his own right so getting him to just do this like sort of piecemeal work felt really bad but um no he did a fantastic job and yeah just once he started and the pages came back yeah the momentum really picked up
2: we want to we want to be clear everybody gavin wasn't saying jp's flatting was bad he's saying the work of doing it is sucky not that, oh, yeah. not no, that he's, JP he's, was bad. <laughs> Just so, in case no, everybody, no, like, me no. to pause for a second you come back and Gavin's talking shit. He was not, we promise. It's all okay.
3: No, no, no. He's fantastic. Uh,
5: <laughs> no, he's great. And he is, as Gavin said, he's a terrific uh, colorist in his own right. He's really, uh, really, really accomplished. Getting really, really good at it. And then after that, Colin uh, Bell, who lettered the comic, has been a friend of mine for a long time. He doesn't really let call comics all that much anymore. He used to be a pro-letterer. He doesn't really do it anymore. However, uh, depending on his mood, he'll do it for me. So, <laughs> so I asked him and he said, yeah, I think, it." you know, obviously uh, project dependent is, uh, you know, he seemed quite up for it. So, uh, so obviously we got him in on board and uh, yeah, it was all done after, you know, after Colin got a hold of it fairly quickly.
2: That's all awesome i love it i just want to say though for colin's lettering for him to be out of the business for a while especially at the beginning and i would love to hear i mean the list look everybody when you get this like spider dan and i've got a peek you guys are going to support and at the end of the show we're they're going to talk about all the cool shit you can buy with kickstarter and we're going to support it too but we've already got digital copies but good god the beginning you have this like noisy diner and he and again gavin your art's amazing Fraser and Sarah, you've written an amazing story, but the star of pages one and two is Colin Beck. That is amazing. And I would love Fraser and Sarah to hear like when, because you're writing it and you're doing your script in abstract. And I would just love to spend a minute when you saw those first few pages lettered, we're like, oh my God, fucking genius. I would just love to hear it. Cause I just think it's amazing. It is so awesome. He writes service across a couple of panels. It's just gorgeous work I just wonder what that's like for you guys as writers to see because you're handing your words to the letterer it's a little nerve-wracking because you're not lettering your own books I'd love to hear both of you Sarah if you go first on that
4: yeah it's probably a good thing I'm not lettering my own books because yeah I've you know I've done a bit of lettering but I'm not great at it um but yeah it is just that wonderful feeling of like something that just existed in your head and then you put it in the world, and then someone not only gets what you were saying, but and expresses it so well, but they bring their own um, stuff to it, like that big kind of bellowed Like it's yeah, it's just wonderful. It uh, makes still kind of because that's but I have done a few comics, but they've all been just kind of me writing, drawing, etc. Um, so I haven't had this experience that often, and it still makes me giddy.
2: <laughs> what about you, Fraser? What do you think?
5: Yeah, I mean, well, as I say, Colin's, uh, I've known Colin for a long time. He's very accomplished, even if he, he doesn't uh, do it, you know, for a living anymore. Uh, you know, he did do it for a living for a long time and worked for Image, Start Course, Boom, Etc. So there was a reason for that. It's a top letter, uh, and uh, yeah. So I knew that was going to be, I knew that was going to be great. But you're absolutely right. Those first two pages, the way we've written them, and this is mostly uh, Sarah's terrific dialogue, and that you know just capturing the atmosphere in a busy restaurant uh, on that first page. I think it's just absolutely perfect the way she's done that, and uh, yeah, it, it really only works. If the letterer picks that up and runs with it, and he's done that, he's done a great job. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's no surprise to me that you picked that page out as a great example of uh, of, of Collins lettering because he's he's done a cracking job on that. Just was the the, the, wee, the wee panel, the wee bottom two panels, with all the overlapping stuff in the kitchen. I think is just fantastic because that's exactly what a busy kitchen is like everybody's talking at once there's a lot of noise a lot of clacking of plates and stuff so yeah fantastic
2: yeah and it is it is a really um it is a busy book and i don't mean busy in a in a bad way it is a busy book because there's a lot of shit going on um i like and i appreciate you guys listen the art creative team who's like we're gonna show things on a phone we're gonna make sure we zoom in so you can actually read the goddamn thing as opposed to like we're going to put words on a screen that are impossible and you need your cheaters on your cheaters. You got to do like a double glasses to be able to read. So I appreciate the clarity there. That was, um, that was nice. That was a nice touch. So, um, so Dan, before we, as we're just heaping praise on them before we actually get them to, to tell us what it's about, where, where do you <laughs> want to take us before we log line it and and get, cause again, no spoilers. <clears throat> I've got some hot takes, but where, oh, where yeah. are you? Where are you, my friend?
0: Uh, I I love the book. I I sat down and I just binged it, and it, you know, you know what I'm into, Tony. I love my cult films. I love my 80s horror movies. I love my weird and wacky comic books. Uh, I was on I was on an article. I was looking at an article today. I think it's Comic News UK. I want to say, uh, and they're listing a lot of the influences, and I'm just ticking them off the box, going yes, 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 more, more of this, brilliant, yes um and one of the, one of the ones I picked out because I'm a big I'm a big uh, Marvel's Man Thing fan which almost nobody is and that was one of the things that was listed and I thought oh absolutely I can see that cuz Steve Gerber's work was all about you know the this p- political kind of there's a satire there's a critique of society going on and and the way we operate as humans and that's lovely that that message is is just seeded throughout this really expertly it's never like oh here's the issues this is an issue based bit of entertainment it's entertainment first but you get the nice kind of spoonful of message and and i love it i, I think everything that's been explored is explored expertly but then it never forgets that it's it's kind of a monster book uh and it's a, it's fun 80s cheese and uh, even though it's set in modern day it has that atmosphere and I know Sarah was talking about, you know, the vibe doesn't get much done. And I, I absolutely disagree because I think the vibe in this is absolutely palpable and absolutely um it just all comes together, the the dialogue, the art, everything. It all pops up. I love the the colouring as well, the lettering, like when when the creature speaks, um, you know, when the lettering is all like gooey and drippy and disgusting. I love that. Um, But yeah, an absolute uh, blast of a book. And I will absolutely be 100% backing this. And so should everybody else. Oh, that's great. Thanks
2: very much. Yeah, Everything everything that Dan said is true. So let's let's do that. Let's go there, Sarah. So I agree with Dan. You're saying the vibe doesn't get a lot done. But I mean, Gavin's not making this amazing book Book. without a vibe. So tell everybody the vibe. Like you mentioned Carpenters the Thing, which it is. There's some carpenter stank all over it. Um, but, t- I mean, uh, set the vibe. Tell everybody what it is. We've been talking around it for 20 minutes. Get everybody, tell everybody why you're going to join us.
4: Okay. Um, well, as I've alluded to, it is about a sentient fatberg. So for a lot of the story, we're like below the streets of London in the sewers following this um, sort of sanitary Thames water team as they attempt to find and destroy what you know as far as they know is just an ordinary fatberg that's causing um sso's which is i think stuff yeah sanitary sewer overflows so like you know shit coming up through the drains basically um so it is all this kind of dingy dank subterranean um, kind of grim work and then above ground and the kind of even in the sort of more white collary officey bits of the book there's this sort of different kind of like sour sweaty desperation um because the characters up there have got their own shit going on even if it's not as literal as what's going on um in the sewers um so yeah I think there is that that we were talking about this kind of this um sort of sour and bleak 80s um vibe of um the horror um the mixture of the the kind of you know the over the top um overtly horrific things depicted and just the kind of Grim, mundane, everyday shit. I, I really like writing about the kind of the collision of those things, and I, so I hope I've done that here.
5: Yeah, yeah I think, that, I, think I, I think that's what's uh, most enjoyable about this. <clears throat> One of the things that I think uh, we, we've we've managed to sort of blend together is uh, that kind of eighties. <laughs> What would you say? Sort of play for today, British drama, uh, sort of. You know, in, in the UK, when I was when I was a kid, I'm a bit older than everybody else here. So when I was a kid, you know, at eight o'clock on a, on, on any night, really, you could see a, a a sort of play, and it would normally be, well, quite possibly anyway, be a play about working class people by a working class person, uh, might even gasp, be regional. Uh, you know I, was, uh, uh, I know exactly and so you know people like uh, I mean you had like Slab Boys by John Burn not the comics John Burn the, the the painter and playwright Scott uh, John Burn Dennis Potter Graham Reeds people like that uh, and uh, obviously the, and, and you know like Alan Bleasdale and folk like that and it was always a quite quite strong working class drama uh, and sort of Mashing that together in a kind of gooey way, with uh, you know the kind of horror that we really love, like the Carpenter stuff, like uh, things like tremors and the you know the eighty eight version of the blob, and stuff that really other kind of stuff that really uh, you know slither and, and stuff like you the kind of thing that really uh, informs this. I think it was it was really a lot of fun to
4: do.
2: You were singing Spider Dance song there, Fraser. I don't know if you know that, but like he's done a show on Slither. One of so, yeah. You were like. Sing it, you're like whispering. You're the Spider Dan whisperer. I feel like he's gonna be inviting <laughs> you on just as a guest.
0: <laughs> again, again, any anything you guys do in the future, I'm I'm down for. I'm I'm putting my money, I'll back it 100 percent every time after this. Absolutely. Well in my wheelhouse, all the stuff you're doing. Um, absolutely. Uh one of, one of the things I do love about the book as well, like we were talking about these issues and environmental issues you tackle and kind of mental health stuff and waste management uh, and I love quite literally and figuratively everything is bubbling to the surface I really I just thought I was like chef's kiss just brilliant all of it just comes together in such a a fun entertaining and insightful way
5: well that's absolutely kind thanks very much I'm, I'm, I'm glad people and people do seem to be enjoying it so far the people that we've shown it to so yeah that's that's fantastic it sounds as if uh, we're, we've got across what we've tried to which is which is all that stuff. Uh, and as I say, you're just uh, you're mashing together those two, you know, you probably think quite incongruous genres, you know, sort of uh, working class sort of British drama and, uh, you know, almost exclusively American uh, sort of body or monster horror. Uh, it helps when when Gavin does such an incredible job on the artwork will, you know, and his colour choices and just everything about the, the artwork, is sort of Bendy style, uh with the dots and everything that making it really look like a you know, like a, like a almost like a vintage comic sort, of, sort of look. Uh but with the with a, you know, really for me anyway, sort of modern choices in terms of colours. Uh I just, you know, as I say, I suppose. So uh, uh, a long-winded way of saying it helps you when know, it looks great. It <laughs> does <Yeah>. look great,
2: <laughs> and that's
5: all down to Gavin. Yeah, oh, and I'm
2: that lost, was it. Gavin. Well, but that was, but of course, it's your turn for all the words next, because yes, the Bende.Style is on full display. Which, of course, you did some of that in and slasher Samurai Slasher too. Um, Little, it's a, Or was yeah, that yeah, MLG yeah. who did that in that? There's something. There. Was it okay? Well, sorry, MLG, MLG are oh, also I,
3: awesome just hang on if I'd been ripping him off now <laughs> <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs>
2: but no 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 I mean but it is amazing and so yeah I that was my thing is it does the look is awesome it sounds like they've given you this this spectacular script you know all this so how what what did you was, was there any room for you to be like, oh, wouldn't this be cool? Did you hide any nuggets in there? Like there's one scene where they're walking down the into the sewer. And again, we're not going to spoil too much, but like you do a zoom in and this is like a total gross out scene of like there's like a hypodermic needle and a bottle of chip bottle of or is it a candy wrapper? It's a chip bag wrapper and there's like a bone in there. That whole scene, how much of that was you? They're like, here's some gross. And you're like, how gross can I make it? I hope I can make the art. Or did they write all that in there for you?
3: No, it was literally, I think you just said that you focus on like a big chunk of fat, a big chunk of fat whilst they talk. And I was like, right, I'll put in some some nuggets and like a hypodermic needle. And like, it's a packet of Monster Munch.
2: Monster Munch, that's it, yeah.
3: Which was, uh, it's just me trying to be cute, basically. Um, But yeah, there's, there's, you gave me loads of freedom but then i don't feel like there was i don't think there was any real push or pull on it to be honest because it was, you made it very easy guys to be honest so it just it just came out quite easily i think one suggestion was um I, I, <laughs> there's a dramatic drill that's featured heavily uh throughout and I, I did quite a bit of research into it and tried to like figure out, cause a lot of the ones that, cause they, you have to plug them in and it's like, well, you, you, can't really transport it about easily if you have to plug it in. So I was like, and they don't have electric ones or battery operated ones. So, but they do do gas powered. And so I was like, yeah. can we,
5: can no, we please sure. have a gas yeah, powered? Yeah, because I think we'd just written, it, it was necessary for the, you know, for, for the audience to be able to see, you know, the power levels on this piece of machinery and yeah
3: uh, it's like oh can we have an think, can we have a gauge on it
5: yeah and i think we actually in, in, invented a battery powered one that doesn't exist because uh tm because, tm because, you guys <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh but you know i yeah, wouldn't know that it worked i believed it, having worked construction in my day there's gas powered everything and i i thought about how noisy as hell that would be down there and like um, and you're just adding to the layer, because again, as Dan was mentioning, and I want to jump to Sarah on this too, because I do think, Gavin, I think it's gorgeous, but you've given us this, this. Um, there's like a sound palette, and I know a, part, a lot of that's that's Colin, but you, you've drawn us into a corner, you've drawn us into an area, it's a sewer, but you've made all the panels, you've got a wall, we're seeing this This noise. And so part of the pollution, in addition to everything about the waste, this is a story about waste, is obviously the noise of it all, too. Um, And was the noise like was did you have a sound in your in your head, Sarah, when you were writing this like this is there was a sound vibe or is that just a lovely surprise that Gavin gave you?
4: I think we I think me and Fraser wrote most of the sound effects just, you know, mashing like various L's and K's and Q's, I think. I might be wrong mm-hmm. now. Um, oh, yeah. But the actual, the aesthetic that came with that, that was very much Gavin. So that kind of, as you say, that, yeah, that kind of sense around of grossness, um, multi-sensory horribleness, um, uh, I would yeah um put firmly at the door of Gavin and Colin um but but yeah it is it's just some really satisfying isn't there about like writing sound effects and just thinking like yeah would there be like you know is this more of a or is it like a um, yeah.
5: yeah yeah
4: it's all part of the creative process Oh, okay definitely. Oh, definitely.
3: I was taking oh. a sip when you did that. And I, love it the, went I, I,
2: I love the idea. I love the idea that you're sitting at home, thinking, thinking. I'm making these mouth sounds, and that I hope that they can be captured. But they are. And I gotta say, there are so many like surprising. I mean, it, for it's wait again, no spoilers. Everybody, look. You like horror? If you like gross out stuff. But again, it's the satire and it's the commentary if you like something that's smart. So you guys aren't just going for gross for the sake of being gross. You're going gross for the sake of like making a point. And so I love to be surprised by art. You know, and you could have easily just gone the simple, easy way, but there were definitely a couple of panel a couple, I mean the whole idea of what is because at first you don't know and you're like, oh, and I'm halfway through I'm like, ah, oh, you sons of bitches, I love this. I love everything about what you're saying, this this idea of the waste and the way that everything goes down. But like, as you said, Sarah, it's on its way back up. And, and what that says about us and throwing, you know, garbage in garbage out, uh, kind of situation. So I I am curious, and I don't know if you are curious, Dan, like, was there when you were reading it, because you were like, Oh, this is all and you, you were talking about the social commentary, but I would love to hear from the gang from everybody. You too, Dan, because you know, you're a guest on the show too. your commentary, where you are, we'll actually start with you. And we'll go around like, was there something in here without giving too much away that like mm. genuinely su- surprised you? And then we'll just more, we'll heap more effusive praise on them and then they can respond to our praise and tell us why we're super wrong or super right about our ideas.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to go back to Gavin's art. Um <laughs> I, As you know, I'm very much into this sort of stuff, the kind of body horror, the kind of disgusting, weird and wacky, Cronenbergian, Lovecraftian, all that sort of stuff. I'm just like, you know, with a spoon. Um, So I don't don't often get grossed out by stuff. I'm not like, oh, that's disgusting, or I don't, oh, that turns my stomach. But I will say, I will say there's a moment in this book where somebody eats something I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to tell anybody what it is, but you'll know when you get to it. And and I, I was I was reading it again today on the bus, just on the way to work. And I I, I physically gipped in my mouth. I was like. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I'm like I'm like I could have easily vomited in this but this poor woman in front of me you know if if and I was just like uh, and the fact that you can get that sort of physical reaction out of me somebody who is like oh, I've seen it all I've done it all I've eh, it's what, nothing nothing can gross me out nothing can you know <laughs> you know but the fact that that a comic, no less, can can you know just get that visceral reaction, a physical, emotional, you know, psychological reaction. I just think is is incredible. So again, it's just all of the stuff coming together, all at the same time. Uh, obviously, it's specifically like Gavin's visuals, but but it's still, it's you know, it, it's it's just the they, marriage. They wrote
3: it. it. <laughs> Blame them. They wrote it. Like,
5: <laughs> yeah, it was written. Yeah. That's one of one of the ones we were looking. Like at of thinking, what would be the best sound effect for that? Uh, but yeah, uh, well, that's good. I mean, that that will be a great. Uh, you know, uh, we, might, we might, use, might use that as a pool quote. You know? <laughs> I could have. I could have easily been sick. Uh, <laughs> use I'll,
0: be, I'll, I'll use it. I'll use it as my phone's wallpaper just to remind me every every time. Every time yeah. I'm, every time where I'm like, oh, I, you know what? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm going, you know, it could be worse. This could happen to me. This could be happening to me. I could be eating this, you know, no matter where my life is taking me or at the lowest of the lows, I can go, well, I, I could be this guy. Uh, <laughs>
2: oh yeah and and i do think i mean look and this is it i'm glad you picked that i'm glad you picked that up dan too because i'm there this is obviously as dan said this is it's a commentary on consumption here we are in a world and it is easy to for this book to be preachy and sarah you were like saying you know you you were coming up with the concept but obviously you didn't you were trying to make a comment you were trying to say i'm saying this but you didn't want to like you didn't just write an essay, right? You said, I'm going to write a comment, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak it in there. I'm going to be subversive. So like, I am just curious too, and, and this isn't going to be one of those questions that you get, you know, it's like, where do you get your ideas? But I would love to know, and I know the two of you were just drinking at a pub, so I'm sure, you know, you're consuming as that's happening. But is there, is there something in particular for you, like as the, as the you know as the ideas gal, Like, what is it that that was the first spark for you? And I know it's about this restaurant, but it's not just about that. It's about overconsumption. It's about the overconsumption of everything. Ideas, good ideas, bad ideas, food, sticking cigarettes up your nose. That's a scene that happens here. So obviously the overconsumption of all things. So I'm just curious, where, where was it for you? And how did you make the decision to not like to walk the line between getting your point across and being preachy?
4: Um, I think I suppose it was in this, the initial thing was watching that documentary and just you know because they do kind of do an autopsy of this of fatberg and kind of pull everything out of it and I remember kind of um, not sort of when we were at the knocking ideas around stage um, with phrase I remember sort of talking about what I want the fat bird to be and saying that I kind of want it to be infused with, you know, all the all the things of us that we, you know, reject and flush and try and hide away and lie about and, you know, just like pull the chain and walk away, like plastering on a smile kind of thing. Um so yeah, I suppose that was that first spark and then there was, you know, talking about it with Fraser and I guess, you know, living on the extremely normal island that we do. Um there we you know we were of course thinking about we this came out before the whole, you know, our government pumping tons of shit into the rivers thing, which I don't know if it, um but um But then that's, it's not like that's unprecedented, is it? That, you know, that kind of thing has been happening all over the world, of course, including in America. Um, So I suppose it was just, and it's, as you said, I could could write an essay, but to really kind of get across your sort of rage and to kind of explore these things um, in a way that one can't, when one's just writing kind of, um non-fiction i think yeah co- comics and especially always horror is um you know there's nothing like it for for doing that
2: that was i it works it works for me and so fraser for you sam so, I mean, again i know you guys were, were working on it together was there stuff were, were, how what was your thought so i appreciate that sarah thanks because i don't i don't think you cross the line i love honestly that's your thing i mean you know i almost puked in my mouth as a good one fraser but i also think like you know, how to express your rage. I mean, it comes across, I mean, because we should all be pissed off. And this is a rage. And again, horror is the best social commentary. So, and you got, ah, just, it's such a great book. But Fraser, for you, like, what was, was there ever an idea that you were like, nope, I think I got to not use that one because it's too on the nose. I need to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm getting you where I need to get you without beating you up over the head.
5: No, really, no. I, I mean, it's just, obviously, I, I think, you know, I mean, it's one of these things. You you just write something that the whole point of indie comics is making books that you yourself would like to read. You know, that that maybe aren't on the shelf. Uh, And I think if you were working on something and it was straying it, you know, you weren't enjoying it, and you know, you were reading it back, and it was like you you would, you you would know you would get that. So it's just about making us, you know, first of all, making sure it was a story about people, about characters. Uh, and uh, you know, and you know, once you once you sort of get away from overarching ideas and get into actually how characters interact, everything becomes much more interesting. Uh, and similarly, as I say, you, they're, they're, you know, they are just you see horror, and I guess sci-fi as well is probably the other big one. And action are all great mediums, all great, all great ways of telling entertaining stories that have a basis in social commentary, a basis in some sort of message. You know, Robocops, a really clever satire of capitalism. But, you know, you it's, it's not sombre or pompous about that in any way, shape or form. It's just dead entertaining. Uh, and, and then afterwards you start thinking, hmm, you know, that's it. I, I, and you know, would I buy that for a dollar? Maybe I would. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> I think you just try and make a, you just try and make an interesting, fun story, and then you know, it's always any kind of story is going to come from somewhere, and it just happened that you know that this, I guess, this kind of story has, you know, got, got quite strong parallels with a lot of things you like over consumption and uh, and and you know, like Sarah was saying, that sort of personal. The way we as people just you know live partially in denial about what's going on in the world and what's going on you know beneath our streets or or on the other side of the world maybe even you know uh, it's uh, it's just part of the human condition to just crack on with things, isn't it? Uh, and uh, and and just you know live your life uh, when we know we know you know everything's not right, but uh, you know as I say if you just you know, what, what if what if everything that wasn't right turned into that thing that, you know, that might kill you? Uh, it,
2: it, it's so important, too. I think that's really well said. And I think, Gavin, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on what Fraser just said, because the idea of like the Overton window moves, right? Like we just get a, that. I, I mean, again, this is why you guys have written this amazing book, because it is asking us to have those conversations about things we're willing to live with. And so... Again, so you've got this amazing story, Gavin, and they're asking you to do this thing. And again, you're the artist, so you are literally showing, but how did you make sure you kept some of the subtlety while also obviously having to show all of the stuff they've just all of the rage and all of the uh, disgust and all of the, you know, fucking wake up stuff? What was your process of making sure you weren't, um, in this over-the-top thing where a shit monster comes to life and talks, how did you make sure you didn't, you kept that as, it is, it sounds awful, but it like, it sounds like you're like, no, but it's so subtle. It's so brilliant. So what was your process of making sure you didn't go over the top? Cause again, this easily could go the other way. You three did not let it go the other way and I, I gotta be intentional. So what was your thought?
3: I, I have no idea. I fluked it. <laughs> there we go. No, um, no. I think it's it's trying to I t- trying to treat and keep the characters as human as possible. They're not slapstick like some of the situations. Like you can have like again in like in a lot of horrors, you have like both comedy and gross at the same time, which I think this in buckets full. Um, so it's yeah, it's just trying to keep. Keep, keep, keep it human, I guess.
2: It works, doesn't it, Dan? It totally stick, works. To <laughs> stick to the script. Stick to the script. Listen, I'm to, the to the writers, There's a lot of it. A lot do. of it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: the script is so good. Let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I absolutely. I think again, there's never there's never a point where I'm like, oh, here we go. So it's it's talking about a thing again. Yeah. Yeah, OK, it's it's never a point where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like bored of hearing the, the conversation or the different sides of it. It's always it's it's kind of razor sharp that we don't. There's never a point where it's too much or it's too little. It's just the right amount. It's kind of, um, you know, Goldilocks porridge. It's just right. There's, there's It's just that perfect balance of, again, the fun kind of if you're here for the monster stuff, great. Uh, you know, you're going to get that. You're going to have a good time. You're going to be, you know, you're going to enjoy that aspect. You know, all the stuff we talked about. But again, it, there's something else there. If you want to look deeper, and I know Tony is always a fan of of reaching and looking for layers upon layers upon layers that may not even actually be there, that that deep he goes and looks for them, that it's someone like that, and somebody who's looking for that, or maybe even someone who's not looking for that might go, yeah, maybe I should think about, you know, maybe I should be a zero waste person. Maybe I should consider what I'm doing to the environment. Maybe, maybe I should recycle more. Maybe I should do stuff. If you, if you are getting someone to even slightly question those things as well, I think you've, you know, you've, you've mission accomplished. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I've again, uh, all plaudits to you as well. Um, I do want to talk about something as well. And and you guys can say, you know, I believe this is intentional, but if you guys want to say it's intentional, it's not fair enough. I'll let you have that. There's, there's an excellent little moment, which for me is an absolute selling point. Why you need a physical copy of this book. So it's very clever moment. Again, if you if you haven't done it, just say you have because it's it's very very clever. Uh, so there's a moment where we look at a character's phone, and it's upside down. Okay. So when you're reading a digital comic, the the screen, if you've not got a locked screen or a locked axis on your screen, if you move the phone, it will flip, it will change, it will you know it will go you know uh, horizontally, vertically, what, whatever you're doing. So when I go to read. The upside down text, my phone flips and I can't read it. So for me, that is that uh, that hit me. I was like, ah, this is why we need a physical copy. This is why we need it in paper. This is why I need it in my hands, proper physical, you know. And uh, I just thought, I thought that was amazing that that just that little moment of me going, uh, 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 trying to use my phone and trying to read something upside down. It made me go absolutely yes. This is why you back the Kickstarter because you need to read this and you'll need to turn it to read what it says and it's integral to the plot as well and part and parcel of of this story as well and and yeah, I just thought I thought that was a, a genius way and it, I thought it's a very clever and subtle way to make sure people back this project again, which they absolutely should.
2: So, was that? Are we going to tell? Or are we just going to leave it up to... Oh, we've got it faces. Nobody's knowing. I guess they're saying, is it up to Gavin? Gavin?
3: Oh, no, that's a fluke. No, absolutely. No, didn't. That's so good, though. I'm stealing that for the next comic.
5: Yeah. Well, like, this is the thing. It's like, uh, I don't think we wrote it as this is upside down. So it was your choice. It just,
3: it just said, well, it said it was, he was slipping into his pocket. And yeah, if you're just reading something.
5: Yeah, it's exactly the angle it would be, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you either, yeah, if you're reading a digital copy, you lock screen or you, you take a photo. It's like anti-piracy digital... measures, like. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, buy a, buy a more expensive physical well, copy I'm, of the book. I'm,
2: okay. I'm definitely, and before we, and we're almost getting to that part where you're going to tell us all this stuff, but because you mentioned one of my favourite bands of all time, if, if I were to move my camera, you'd see I have a Ramones lunchbox. On my wall, um, the Ramones make their make an appearance. Um, so, because music, because you mentioned one of my top three bands, I'm curious, Sarah and Fraser and Gavin, what is what do you listen? What did you listen to while you were writing this?
5: Ooh, well, when writing, uh, I mean, I don't know about any anybody else, uh, but I don't listen to anything when I'm writing because if I'm listening to music. I will get into the music and it will shake me right out of the mindset to write. What I tend to do eh, if I want to get into a mood for something eh, to write and then you know put it off while I'm actually writing, I'll it's usually like things like movie, movie soundtracks, atmospheric stuff. One of the things that I do listen to quite a lot when I'm writing comics or before I'm writing comics is uh, John Carpenter's Lost Themes. Uh I love I love listening to that, especially if I'm writing something really dark because some of that stuff is, you know, especially the remix stuff is is, is fantastic. You know, yeah, yeah, movie soundtracks, Howard Shore stuff, uh uh Howard Shaw's score for Crash is great. Uh Van you know that uh, that's what
2: I thought. I I okay. As soon as you started saying I was like, I oh, was gonna say Vangelis. that's what I was gonna say. And so thank yes, you. thank you. I didn't have to t- I appreciate that. Okay, Gavin, I'm gonna come to you too, because I would love to if there's a playlist or something, of course we always want to add that to the experience. And then we'll come to Sarah and she'll tell us and then she can start telling everybody all the cool shit they can get when they back the Kickstarter. Gavin
3: I hope hope she's got a better suggestion than me because I did most of this on an iPad. I watched Ah. telly with my wife downstairs. (laughs) 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 So so it was a very relaxed, Oh, we're watching. What did we watch? It's probably like Kardashians or something. Just, we love trash TV. So So, I watched trash TV. So yeah.
2: Well, trash, it all fits the theme though. Right. It was all inspiration. It was all the inspiration. Yes. All right, Sarah. So, I mean, the fact that you put Radiohead and the Ramones on this, I mean, I just, I love the Ramones. So anytime anybody brings up one of my favorite bands, I would be remiss to to not mention it. So was there, is there a soundtrack for this? And then, then after you tell us that, tell everybody when the Kickstarter launches and what the cool shit is and stretch goals and all that stuff, whatever you want to do to pitch. That's why you're here. Tell everybody how to get their hands on this beautiful book.
4: Well, as to a soundtrack, there isn't one, to my knowledge, but there could be. I suppose I tend not to um, listen to stuff when I'm writing either. Right? It's more I will have stuff on when I'm thinking about it. And, again, it was things like, you know, Carpenter soundtracks, um, a kind of, you know, a lot of 80s stuff, um, um, just for the... the getting the feel of the book and then actually sitting down and writing it in silence um so yeah but no I don't know we could put a some kind of soundtrack together probably. yeah and no, like I'll have a, a bit pick. of gratuitous Kardashians oh, in it where you can get all manner of things if you're wanting to back at a lower level of course there's the um you know you can get a digital copy, physical copy, at higher levels. We're doing things like um, some postcards of Gavin's beautiful and putrid art um, at a higher level. We've got, yes, yes. Um, this is a one-time offer, which I think we're doing for, is it £100? Right? Yeah. Yes. Um yeah. that this is the booklet that Gavin like roughed the whole comic out in. And it is a beautiful little thing. And yeah, I just think whoever gets that is gonna be very lucky. It's just, you know, if you're interested in process and the artistic process of putting a comic together, that is just an a absolute gem.
2: This is so it just started last week. Everybody's there's links in the show notes. You're gonna get cool shit. Gavin, tell everybody about the cool little book. Is there only one that exists?
3: Yes, because this is it's quite rare for me, uh, just because I do everything digitally now. But for this book, I did all the thumbnailing um, analog with pen and paper. And it's a lovely, nice little A6 book. And it's got all the... It's got the
2: I feel like 100 pounds is not enough. Well... I feel like, seriously, I'm not, that's not me. See too late I mean. now, isn't it? Well, it's already <laughs> on there, yeah. By the time you've heard this, somebody's already bought it, actually. It doesn't matter, because that's what yeah, go I Good point,
5: yeah. I, I, I can change that. I might bump it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying,
2: that is something special. So, all right, well, that's cool. So there's postcards. Um, obviously, I'm going to get you guys shipped to America. Do you ship, are we shipping around the world? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because, yeah. you know, we're big like, into India, Comics and in Motion, for somewhere. That's not a joke. It's weird.
5: Yeah, comics okay. are big. Comics are big everywhere. The big problem, obviously, is international postage is so expensive. So, one of the things we're trying to do, we build a little bit of the price of the postage into the price of the comic book. Uh, so, if you live in the UK, the the physical uh, book, which will be a perfect bound forty-eight page book. Uh, if you don't know what I mean by that, think maybe if you've got a copy of The Killing Joke, it's kind of like that. Uh, or if you're uh, my age and you used to buy Prestige Format comics. Baxter the-
2: Paper comics. Yeah, Paper. Paper. right.
5: Yes, exactly. That's, a, that's exactly the kind of thing. Uh, so, so it'll be a nice little book. Uh, that'll be £10 posted in the UK. Uh, it'll be, I think, £14 to, uh, to everywhere else. So there's a couple of pounds built into the price of the book uh, so that we're not charging you almost the same as the book for for postage. Uh, and that's, uh, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to, I think it's, oh, actually, maybe, maybe I've, I've made a mistake there. I think it's £5 international postage. Uh, so you'll be paying £15 altogether.
2: Sweet. That's all good. I mean, I'm buying a, my a, I mean, as I showed before the show started, I've already got some international postage from from one member of your team. Here's uh-huh, physical yeah. things from your hands to mine, Gavin. So I'm happy. And this is that perfect banding that you were talking about. So, um, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about this. I think this is really cool. Uh, Dan and I are obviously going to be. So by the time you hear this, Dan and I will have already backed this. Dan. Please, oh, 100
0: percent. I mean, 100 percent.
2: This is no, amazing.
0: No doubt in my mind am I not backing this. And and
2: Rhea's going to be all over this.
0: Yeah, I would hope so as well. And, uh, you know, if enough people back this, maybe there'll be more. And I mean, I'm... it
2: ends like there should be more. So fingers, they're making faces. Sarah's got them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sarah's you're, you're doing His the big ideas. Idea. Oh, okay. Ooh. Well, here's what we're going to do, everybody. So we're going to go around the horn. So, obviously, the Kickstarter link in the show notes, but every and I'll put links to everybody's individual stuff in the show notes too. But it's always good for the audio learner. We'd love for everybody to go around and just kind of say your stuff. So, I'll start Dan and I'll go around and I'll kind of DJ it so we can keep everybody on. We're not all trying to say all of our dot coms the same. So, mine, arfarina.com, you can go there. The pre order link for my book is there. You can do whatever, sign up for my newsletter. Hooray! My novel comes out in May. Hip, hip, hooray. Spider Dan, if people wanted to find about you, where would they go?
0: Um, I'm just gonna say spider dan and the bores.com That's B-O-R-E-S. I'm on all the social medias, I'm on all the pl- the podcast platforms. Go there or Google my name, uh, Google that name, and you'll find everything you need to find. Um, yes, we've got good stuff coming up, more cult uh films, and uh me and Tony will be talking about. Waste management, ourselves, because we'll be talking about the original Spider-Man clone saga. So it'll be genetic waste management. Uh, we'll be dealing with very shortly. Uh, I better get reading that because I've I've got a lot to to read. Uh, and Tony, Tony's trying to read the from number one Spider-Man number one all the way up to I think it's 140 or something or maybe more but I'm really looking forward to that it's gonna be really fun um I've I feel like I'm I'm kind of getting my momentum again a little bit this year it's been a bit of a stop and start kind of year for me so yes uh Spider Dan and the secret boars dot com. go check it out Tony's been on it a huge amount of times we've talked about similar stuff we have talked about Slither with Rear as well so lots of gooey body horror there for you to enjoy if you're into stuff like like this book.
2: Absolutely. Fraser, if people wanted to find Fraser on the internet, besides this Kickstarter, where would they find you? Okay. Well,
5: I'm, I'm on uh, Twitter a lot. So you can find me on Twitter at, at 69 C uh, If you want to find me there, if you want to uh, check out any of my comics, uh, my web store is uh, cabal comics
2: nice big cartel wow i see how you are you're you're the (laughs) comics cartel wow don't you gotta pay hush money to him or or he'll bump you up all right gavin where do we find you and your happy clams
3: um no well remembered thank you um (laughs) i am mostly mostly on twitter uh you can find me at bob goblin that's b-o-b-g-o-b-l-y-n-n and you can get my stuff from uh etsy uh type in we are happy clam you should find our store that's because they me. are
2: the only one that's how i did it by the way i just it is a, it's a very specific unique thing so a very smart name we are happy clam thank you and i found you absolutely and sarah
4: um i'm also on twitter just at my name at sarah peplow um if you're interested in mindstain we're also on there as Mindstain Comics and Mindstain has a, a Patreon and a shop so some of my stuff is for sale on there um, and will also be available via the Kickstarter bundle if people are interested in that where they get a bit of everything from me, Gavin and Fraser um, if they back at that level.
2: That's awesome. So you're encouraging people to get it. So you want to get extra, extra stuff. Because, right, we had Gavin on to talk about uh, uh, Santa Claus and Nazis. And uh, so I ended up buying his happy clam stuff, which is, by the way, the as the line says, um, is that a pistol I asked? Bang, it replied. So you get your hands on that book, everybody. That's um, part, yeah,
3: part of the bundle. So. The, fi-
2: the final yep. curtain is part of the bundle. Listen, everybody. Yeah. Yes. The final curtain is an amazing Little book, and I love everything about it. So in addition to this, you get a crime. Uh, so good. I can't wait to get my hands on the rest of your stuff, Sarah and Fraser. This has been a delight. Spider Dan, thank you for making this happen. Gavin, thank you for making this happen. People, Comics in Motion, this is what we do on Comics in Motion, Into Comics Spotlight. We say we love the big two. But again, we throw off the yoke. We make original comics. This is great. And I'll... Uh- Spend the money on stuff like this, people. I mean, spend your money. Get your Marvels Unlimited and your DC Infinites. Get those. They don't need more than that 80 bucks a year. Give them that. Keep them going. But that take your money and buy this. Whatever this, buy this. This is art that matters. You guys are telling an amazing story. I loved this book so much, and I cannot wait to get it in my hands. So I'll have to go to the post office and sign for my international shipping in a month or two. But it will be worth it because the book's done. We're just selling it now, right? And this isn't all, Kickstarter's all or nothing, people. This isn't Indiegogo. They don't half-ass, they whole-ass. So we need you to support this book because we want it in our, Spider-Dan and I will will send you pictures of us crying if you don't back this Kickstarter. That's what will happen. Uh, and, we'll
0: thank, and, and vomiting.
2: And vom- <laughs> that will be that will be the not bonus. If you don't back this Kickstarter, your lock screen will be Spider-Dan vomiting on that poor woman on the bus. Or train, We're yeah. right on the train. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Uh, Well, thank you all. This has been a treat. Um, Support this. Support art. Art matters. Art saves. I
1: work in the sewer. It's a very hard job. You know, they won't hire just any old slob. You don't have to wear a tie or a coat. You just have to know how to float. We sing the song of the sewer. Of the sewer, we sing this song. Together we stand with in hands to keep things rolling along. I work down a manhole with a guy named Bruce. And we are in charge. Of all the refuse he lets me go first while he holds the lid. I'm telling you, she's a sweet kid. We sing the song of the sewer. Of the sewer we sing this song. Together we stand with our in hand we keep things rolling on. A funny thing happened to Bruce yesterday. The tide came along, he got carried away. he come out in Jersey, but it's okay now. Cause that's where he lives anyhow. We, we sing
2: the song
1: of the sewer. Of the sewer we sing this song. A song. Together we stand, with shovel in hand, to keep things rolling along. Dilly baba, dilly baba, my father, he worked in a sewer uptown. I followed his footsteps and worked my way down. That's how I began in this here in the street. I just sort of fell into it. <laughs> Lucky me. We sing the song of the sewer. Sing that song. Of the sewer. We sing this song. Oh, this is the song. Together we stand with shovel in hand. To keep things rolling up.